so funny. Every time I tell people from America I'm from Canada, especially on stage, immediately, hey, how's it going, Harry? You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a war? There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. This is the Pro Shooting Masala Podcast. Welcome to Prashut Masala, episode one. Uh, to all our listeners, we're really excited to start this podcast. I've got my main man, Mr. R. R. Rob, how are you, sir? Good, man. How about you? How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing well, doing well. January 4th, 2021. Got over this massive year that was 2020. How do you feel? Yeah, it's 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 a bit of mixed emotions where, you know... Um, I, I feel great from a business standpoint. I was blessed enough to do uh, pretty decent this year in terms of business because, uh, you know, being in general contracting, uh, I think a majority of homeowners uh, that couldn't travel wanted to spend that money uh, on their homes. So that really helped us. But, um, you know, it's it's mixed emotions because we have a lot of friends and family in, in the restaurant industry and a lot of other uh, businesses that were affected. So my heart goes out to them because, uh, you know, it's it's been a tough year for businesses. Yeah, it sure has. And and I know we're going to talk about a little bit about 2020, so we can definitely cover that um, when that conversation comes up. But but Rob, Prashut Masala, our podcast, um, why don't we give some fo- give the folks, our good listeners, a little bit of an idea of you know why we call ourselves this. Uh, for those of you don't know that don't know, prosciutto is a very delicious piece of Italian cured ham. Uh, masala is an Indian spice, and uh, and and Rob, I guess you know those two things have never historically been put together. But uh, but you and I have. Yeah. Well, they are now with us, buddy. That's we right. put them together. <laughs> That's right. And until we get on video, you know, the folks who've never met us, uh, I am a South Asian man, so I'm a brown guy. Uh, Rob is not that. Rob is, an, Rob is half Lithuanian, half Italian. Uh, that's so, it. so together we are Prashut Masala, and that's just our, 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 our funky way of being our brand. Um, we're, listen, we're going to be talking about all good things as they come up, topical not so topical. Uh, but I think, you know, bottom line is we are Canadian. We're proud of being Canadian. And this podcast will be as all Canadian as it can be. Buddy, I, I couldn't have done a better intro myself, man. That was very well said. I appreciate said. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, as when we talk about Prashut Masala, we talk about Canada. Uh, you know, for, for, our, for our listeners who live in Canada or live in Toronto, they know just how beautiful this country is. Founded on you know, principles of diversity, multiculturalism. Uh, so today, what we want to talk to you guys about is white privilege. This is a phenomenon that's been actively discussed over the last, I would say, you know, 10 to 12, 10 to 12 months, um, st- you know, stemming from the very, very unfortunate murder of George Floyd in the state. So this would go back to about May of 2020. Um, obviously, the protests and the Black Lives Movement in in the United States being a, a big response to this. Um, and, and just, it's a global, it's a global dialogue right now. This is not a new issue, but it seems like there's been new light shed on it. Um, so Rob, I guess, you know, let's, let's kick things off and want to get your, your, your thoughts on, 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 on what we're seeing in 2020. We're seeing this black life, black lives matter movement, um, really pick up some steam. Do you think this will continue in 2021? You know, do you think this is this will be sustained, or you know, is this is the unfortunate reality something? This is something that was very topical in twenty twenty. Yeah, so I think to take a, a bit of a step back for for me, uh, I'll be honest in admitting I don't understand the full. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess uh, I shouldn't say motivations, but everything that Black Lives Matter stands for, I understand some of it, but I understand um, that it is a little bit different than just. Um, promoting kind of, uh, you know, black rights and, and, and equality and all that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, it, on, on the kind of George Floyd and, and um, Black Lives Matter movement kind of commenting on that, when I first heard first off the George Floyd stuff, I was so like disappointed. Um, it was probably the best word to explain it because mm-hmm. I feel like since like the Watts riots and, and all the racism that kind of took place in the 60s and 70s and yeah. all that, horrificness that took place i i thought as like a culture we kind of learned yeah. um and and i think i think we have uh, i think 
Um, we'll, we'll get into talking about a, a little bit about U.S. culture versus versus Canada because I do That's think right. and 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 I'd rather get obviously you have some better insight than me on this because we both come from a little bit different uh, upbringings and cultural experiences. But I, I do think just going uh, living in Canada, growing up in Toronto. And then going to visit friends and family and, and traveling even for, for basketball in the States, it, it's very different. And I don't think I didn't understand it until I actually went there. And here I feel like culture for the most part, especially in Toronto, is a lot more inclusive. Yes, you have prejudiced people, you have racist people. But I found for me, for the most part, growing up around, you know, blacks, whites, uh, you know, greens, blues, orange, like all different cultures. Um, I, I feel it was a lot less uh, prevalent here than it is there. There, even just going to Nor New York and visiting friends, it's like, mm -hmm. it, it's very odd. You can kind of cut it with a knife yep. um, where th there still seems to be um, a lot of intermingling, which is great in, in bigger cities like New York and LA. But in some of the smaller cities, even going to New Orleans uh, a few years ago, um, you, you, you sense it like there's, there's a little bit of tension in the air and you can see a lot of like, maybe, uh, you know, white people hang out together, a lot of black people hang out together and in different areas of the States, it's, it's different, but it's, um, from my experience, at least the States is, is at another level and their history when it comes to racism and prejudice and slavery is, is a lot different than art, not entirely different, but a lot different. And for me, um, yeah, to bring it back home to your question, it was for me, it was just, it was really sad that we're still, it's almost feel like w when that happened, that we went back like yeah. 40 years in terms of progression. And it's like, um, it was disappointing. It was, it, it made people angry. But for me, for the most part, looking in, it was just like, it's like, oh my gosh, have we, have we gone back that far? And have we really learned nothing from the past 50 years? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, 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 a shocking wake up call. Um, and to, I guess to answer my own question, will the movement sustain, will there be this renewed focus in 2021? I, I don't know that I can say, I, I, I don't know that I can say for sure one way or another, uh, but I, but I certainly hope so. My hope is that this is not something that's topical uh, only for 2021. And you certainly saw, you know, talk show host, you know, Jimmy Kimmel out there saying, Hey, you know, we've got to do something about this, but you know, when push comes to shove, is it just something, to, is it something that was sensationalized? versus something that will continue to keep top of mind. I certainly I certainly hope so, but can't say one way or another at this point in time. So it's something we'll have to keep keep monitoring. But but let me ask you this question on um, white privilege, right? And as as guys from from two different backgrounds, but still Canadian at heart, what do you think that means, Rob? What what do you when you hear that word, when you hear that phrase rather, white privilege, when you hear that description, what comes what comes up in your mind? So to be totally honest, when I first heard that phrase and, and talking about it with different people, I I can say I didn't properly understand it. And, and I'll explain what I mean. I was a little bit, when I heard that, a, a little bit, um, I don't know if other um, white European males feel this way, but I was a little bit offended because, and maybe I shouldn't be, um, but maybe I'm just speaking from the heart and, and, and people can give me their feedback. You can give me your feedback. But the term white privilege for me kind of, made me think when I first heard it that all white people are privileged. And for me, that was kind of an insult in the, in the sense that I'm very blessed to have been born mm. uh, in Toronto, like yourself, to have been, to have been kind of uh, the, the second generation of Canadians. Uh, my parents were born here. My grandparents immigrated from Lithuania and from Europe. I know my grandfather and my grandmother both, uh, you know, lived through the wars. They worked like dogs when they came here to provide a better life for me. Like a lot of amazing immigrants that helped make this country. I personally think um, it, really Canada is part of the great yeah. country it is, is because of, of, of immigrants. Um, but I realized after talking to different people that I, I probably was misunderstanding. Yeah. And from my understanding now, it really just means the term is more so that uh, white people or white Caucasian tend to be favorited, um, uh, favorited in certain careers or industries more so than maybe minorities. And that, that I can agree with, right? Cause I do think that's uh, unfortunately an issue. Um, but I, I think it's, it's for me, I feel as, as, as a white male, I have to obviously be careful cause I, you don't want to offend anybody. Right. But at the same time, 
I, I think it's, it's a disservice to our former generations for me to say, to say, oh, you know, all white people are, are just privileged. They're just born into to wealth and they're just like me. I work very, very hard to grow my business, to, to get new customers, uh, like a lot of people do. But um, so anyways, first off, for me, I, I, I kind of took it the wrong way. Um, and now that I understand that the, the kind of meaning behind it a bit more, it helped me kind of really. And I think conversations like this are so important to have. They're very delicate, but I think respectful conversations like this are so important because that's how you get over a lot of the misunderstandings from, from both sides. Like I had a conversation with my mother uh, last week where, um, you know, I love her to death, but she, we were talking about the whole Black Lives Matter. And this might mm-hmm. have been weeks ago where a lot of people mm-hmm. feel that their response to the, oh, Black Lives Matter is, oh, all lives matter. But what people don't realize is that that's almost like uh, when you have somebody that has a birthday party and they're no, celebrating context. their birthday party and you and you crash their party and say, well, it's my birthday party too. It's my birthday today. It's like, you know what? You, you, they went through the black community when, when George Floyd um, was killed, went through a, a, a horrific situation and you almost have to let them have their moment. So it's almost like raining on somebody's parade. Let people have their voice. Don't shit on somebody's parade or rain on somebody's parade. And I really do hope this, you know, awareness sustains and continues into uh, 2021. Yeah. So in, in, in my perspective, uh, and that, that's a great response. My perspective is I, 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 I hope so. I hope this can sustain in, in 2021 and, and, and beyond. Um, all the, all the signs are kind of pointing to it. There's been a wave of institutional, um, awareness. There's, there's, you know, very prominent people talking about it in important settings. So I, I hope so. Um, I just, you know, I pray that it's not something that's, you know, that was a fad or something that was just a, a bag in, a wagon that you had to get on top of for 2020. And folks were saying, you know, that, talking about the movement and talking about the, uh, you know, the, 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 the violent acts that were happening in the States um, just because it was something to talk about. So that, that's my hope, but that's something we'll, we'll, um, we'll monitor and see if this continues beyond just that one year. Yeah, we're going to see. Um, I hope you're right. And I hope people are, are obviously... Uh, having these conversations, some people like to shy away because they're so afraid of, of offending people. But I think um, if as long as you're coming to a conversation from from a, a place of genuine care and 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 your your intent when you're going into the conversation, for example, you know, uh, I, I had this conversation with somebody um, not too long ago in regards to the whole Trudeau situation with, yeah. with the white face or brown face. Um, right. So I'm not a big advocate. I don't hate the guy or like the guy. I don't really get too much into politics. So I'm not even going to comment on that. But um, in regards to what happened there, I thought it was so interesting because obviously the timing, I think it was a political move by, uh, you know, the conservatives to kind of release that information yep. at, a, at a right time. Right. And try to put dirt on the guy's name. Uh, but I, I think it's so funny uh, how people sometimes yeah. jump on people without looking at intent. Like I said, I have no opinions toward the guy. I don't like him. I don't hate him. I don't really know too much about him. But looking at that situation, he had pictures uh, at a party, costume party. Mm. This was like, I think, in the 90s or so, give or take a few years. Um, And he was taking pictures with with, uh, Indian gentlemen with turbans on. He was taking pictures with a lot of people who were smiling. Um, So do I think it was a smart thing to do? No. But at the same time, too... You know, you have other things in the the standards of the 90s were a lot different. Doesn't make it right, but it doesn't mean somebody's right. For example, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, I, I can, I love Arnold movies. I love Van Damme movies. Mm. How many movies uh, did they say the word fag or yep. gay or homo? It doesn't mean they're homophobic. It just means that the, the kind of tolerance, so to speak, of the 90s and what was socially acceptable has changed over the years. So you can't judge somebody based on what they did 10 years ago based on today's standards. You know what I mean? So I'm just curious to get your your feedback on that because a lot of people, I know friends of, of mine that are that are you know quote unquote visual minorities, uh, kind of lost it. And it was polarizing. You have some people where it's like, no, I don't think the guy really you know did anything wrong. It was a costume party. Yeah, it was stupid, but I don't think he's a racist person. Where other people are saying, oh, that's so culturally insensitive. So I'm interested to get your your feedback on it. Yeah, it's 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 actually I find it funny, um, you know, and, and you know me, my views on 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 certain types of racial humor. Uh, and again, it's mostly my own race that I make fun of. I wasn't offended 
um, as a, you know, Indian Canadian, as a South Asian Canadian personally, but I can see why I can see why folks are, um, it, it might seem like you're, you know, anytime you do blackface, brown face, you know, green face, whatever it is, you're, you're, you run the risk of offending someone that doesn't look like you, but looks like the race that you're trying to portray. Right. So I, I understand that's always been, you know, something that was sensitive. Would I personally have been affected if I was at that party? Probably not. I mean, it's something I would, I would laugh at. I would probably think he was stupid for doing it. Because um, look at the context too. Sorry to interrupt you, but look at the context. It wasn't like it was like, oh, like a, a, a KKK party and he wrapped up, uh, dressed up like that. It was a costume party. Everyone was dressed up. Like, again, I'm not saying if he did that today, like there's no kind of excuse for that. Not that there, you know what I mean? Necessary is an excuse for it. But like I said, to d- judge somebody by today's standards based on what was uh, ex- socially acceptable 10 years ago. Um, I think is a little bit different. You got to look at intent, right? You got to look at intent. Exactly. Exactly. Intent goes a long way in determining if someone's truly racist or truly believes something that's, you know, prejudice against a specific race or culture. Uh, Looking back at that and knowing who Trudeau is, who I don't always agree with politically. I can, I could say that there was no racist intent behind that, but again, is, was it stupid? Was it ill-advised? He was a, he was a prominent member of a powerful political party in Canada um, or, you know, back before he was actually, a, I believe this might've happened before he was an MP, but regardless, I think he, it was when he was in school. Yeah. Or something. He, he, regardless, he's, you know, he's the son of a, a former prime minister. It's something, you know, yeah, you, you probably yeah. want to tread carefully, right? Um, yeah. there, there's going to be a spotlight on you that won't be shone on, on the average person. So, so back to your, back to your question. I, I'm not, you know, I, I can't speak for my entire population, my, my, my race. I can't speak for of other course. Canadian Indians, but my perspective is not racist, um, stupid, is it funny? Maybe I would have laughed back then. Probably not. Not so in this climate, but 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 not racist. Yeah, and I think we need to remember that. Uh, back to what I keep saying about intent. I, I think intent is, is really huge because um, it totally changes the messaging. For example, I, I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine. Um, I'd love to actually have him on the show. A uh, buddy of mine named Patrick, uh, half Jamaican, half Irish. Very interesting mix. And we were talking about uh, Tropic Thunder. And how um, if that came out nowadays, oh man, George, um, not George Clooney, sorry, uh, Robert Downey would have been blasted, you know. Uh, but uh, I was getting his perspective on it. And maybe we'll talk more about it when we, when we focus on this topic on another show. But uh, he personally uh, wasn't offended in, in, the, in the most. But I think it's, it's uh, we run the risk nowadays of, of everybody being afraid almost to have fun or speak freely obviously there's things that are obviously blatantly racist but like i think you were talking about is where a lot of people have problems is is the gray area it's like robert downey jr playing that role was that racist or was that more um playing on the fact and making humor of there are certain actors out there who essentially take their roles way too seriously or for example even something like uh you know sasha baron cohen recently with the new borat movie um him making fun of Jews and him, you know, going to a church, spoiler, spoiler alert, if anybody hasn't seen the, the film, but going into a church, you know, making fun of Jews, dressing up like a, like almost like a devil with wings and, and, and a nose and being superly like blatantly racist. Right. But people don't realize he's Jewish. The reason he's, he's making fun or almost bringing attention to the fact that some people unfortunately have these ridiculous beliefs that this one culture is evil. All these people are bad. And by making fun of it or, or almost um, making a joke out of it, it, it brings to light the fact that these things are so ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I think we have to uh, really look at intent and come back to the person's motive, right? Uh, there's 101 different examples we could give, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's an interesting topic. It's really touchy. I try to be respectful, obviously, as much as, as, as possible. And you try not to offend people, but... People are so scared to talk about this stuff, and I think it's so important to talk about it. Um, again, as long as you're being respectful, as long as we're talking calmly to each other, um, you know, and, and having this open dialogue where we're hearing both perspectives, I think you're going to constantly break down those cultural and racial boundaries, if you will. And again, to clarify what I meant in terms of, of being offended by white privilege, and I think you kind of already picked up on this, is the fact that um, I think it's unfair to think that if you're just white, you automatically have an easier life than, than anybody else. Uh, you know this, uh, I believe your parents immigrated here. 
Uh, my p grandparents immigrated here um, and they worked their butt off. You know, they struggled a lot. My grandfather drove a taxi for, uh, I think, 25 years. Um, my grandmother was kind of, uh, you know, a, a nurse, but made very little. She, she lived through the war. So for me, when I had first heard that term, for me, it was a term that basically was a little bit hurtful because it made me think, oh, if you're white, you're automatically privileged. You have no struggle in life. Um, but now I, I, I understand it refers more to the fact that there are certain situations where white people may be privileged uh, over others. I think that is more prevalent, uh, pre prevalent? prevalent in the States versus here uh, because I think if you just look at the media, and I don't know, for me, from my experience, the, the issues they're having in the States are far worse than, than over here. You, you hardly ever hear of something like happening, like what happened with George, Lloyd, uh, George Floyd, excuse me, um, here, you know. I haven't heard of, of somebody being killed uh, by a cop here uh, or the, the, the crazy amount of arrests and police brutality that happens in the States happening here. I'm sure it does happen. Uh, but from what I've seen, it seems like uh, a lot of these issues are happening more so in the smaller towns, um, not in the big cities like, you know, uh, New York, California, Toronto, cities that are a lot more diverse and, and, and culturally aware, if you will. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to qualify a bit. And I'm sure you feel probably similar, you know. So that's actually very interesting and I, I get where you're coming from buddy like when 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 that white privilege is a blanket label that's applied and I want to talk to you about this just being both Torontonians and you know seeing a lot of ethnicities in Canada growing in, you know, in Toronto growing up I want to get your perspective on this but um, just going back to that point you made about hey I was a little bit resentful right I was a little offended when I heard that implying that what what I have what my family has you know we it didn't it wasn't given to us it was something we worked for we worked hard. Um, I'll tell you that, you know, growing up, I had a similar chip, let's call it a chip on my shoulder, right? And this is something that needs, needs an honest sort of dialogue against. And that is just being a guy who's brown, right? Being Having parents that are uh, from India and Sri Lanka, respectively. Um, this is something that I've grown up with all my life, being a visible minority. So growing up, and, and you and I have went, gone to the same high school, you know, February tends to be black, uh, black awareness, black lives awareness, uh, month, right? That's something that's taught in schools. And I remember growing up thinking, okay, I get it. Like slavery is bad. This is horrible. This is something that should always be remembered. But I grew up thinking, well, you know, I didn't have it easy growing up. I was probably call called names and victimized a few times here and there. So it, it was very clear. I grew up in very white parts of town, went to kind of white schools. Um, I know my parents have struggled, you know, with racism and discrimination. And the thought was, okay, I understand black people had it bad, but what about us, right? It was it was it was almost this chip on the shoulder saying I don't see a lot of you know focus on other ethnicities and other visible minorities. This is something that I think up until recently I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, right? So I this is something that I've really really rethought now. And and to your point, this idea of privilege, you know, you really look at things that you may have just neglected to ever think about. And that when I think about that, it's as a as a brown guy. Would I have problems at the airport? Probably, right? Like, that's the, that's that's something that's that's there. But have I ever been kind of you know pulled over because of being because I because I look brown? Have I ever been you know like has someone walked away from me across uh, across crossing the street? No. So these are things that I look at and say, okay, I understand what this means now. While the plights of vis other visible minorities are bad, um, have been bad. It does not. It pales in comparison to the things that you know, black people have gone through historically and are continuing to struggle with. I think that for me was maybe the biggest eye-opening moment to say there's a reason why, you know, the privilege and whether it's white or brown, there is a level of privilege that black people did not have historically. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. And and like I said, for me, after talking it out with friends and stuff, I, I started to kind of I realized exactly that the, the the history, especially in the states of of slavery and 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 um, prejudice towards uh, blacks and visual minorities is is just is just atrocious. And I think I'm hoping, like I said, back to the George Floyd situation. It just for me, it made me so sad that it's like we we've still feels like we haven't learned uh, since then. But 
that being the case, I think a lot of our generation, we grow, we've grown up unlike our parents and grandparents that my grandparents pretty much just grew up other uh, Europeans, Italians, Lithuanians. Um, I imagine similar kind of situation for probably your parents. But uh, now our generation, we're growing up with, with uh, going to school with uh, friends of all different cultures. And it's kind of like the second, third generation Canadians now where it's kind of like I, I feel like we're a lot more open-minded and I think a lot more culturally sensitive than our parents. Uh, I think you, you'd probably agree. Um, but I think that there needs to be do something specifically with, with the law enforcement, how they handle um, situations. Cause I, I think given what happened with the George Floyd, it's clear that they do not have proper training on how to deescalate situations in that situation there. Um, whether George Floyd was, people say, oh, he was a drug dealer or he was a bad person. Regardless, that's maybe the case. It doesn't mean the guy guy deserves to be uh, treated the way he was treated. Everybody deserves their day in court. Uh, that that video, I'm sure we, we, you've watched it, I've watched it, is it, disgusting, right? It's disgusting. So um, I, I do think um, it's getting better, but we still have a, have a long way to go. So that, that actually begs the question that I, that I have for you as we talk about you know systemic racism, we talk about discrimination. In your perspective, do you think Canada is as bad as the United States? Yes or no? Um, and to add to that, are are we fooling ourselves by thinking that we've solved the issue here? And that's just that's just in light of being in Canada. You know, being a proud Canadian, we are very very proud of being a multicultural co- country. Uh, having said that, uh, is this has this kind of exposed how how maybe Canada may have some of the same issues, if not uh, worse in, in here than the United States? Yeah, two, two big questions um, and, and great questions. And I think for me, uh, like I said, being on the opposite, and I think this is honestly such a good topic, a first uh, episode for us, because uh, we both kind of have different uh, insights on this topic, being from you know the same kind of, you know growing up in the same city, but being from kind of two culturally different families, so to speak. Um, I, th- I think it's awesome. And I think, again, it's so important, I think, to have these conversations. They're delicate. And as long as people can come together and have respectful uh, conversations and be open yeah. to the other person's way of thinking, I think that's how you really get past and really move, right? Because for me, I've just been trying to now listen to a lot of my friends and, and hearing what people have to say, uh, my black friends, my like my brown friends, my Asian friends, and and get more... Um, insight from them, from what they're experiencing, right? For me, for to answer your first question, um, I do feel like just from my little bit of time, I've I've, I've uh, traveled to the states to visit friends. Uh, I've gone there uh, during high school for basketball tournaments for you know weeks at a time, and and I get little kind of micro doses of the American culture. Um, and to their credit, I do think, unfortunately, a lot of the shit that we see on the media, whether it with Trump or or movies or whatever, uh, gives them this this kind of arrogant kind of, um, uh, bravado, um, that is not necessarily always true. I, I have some friends in the States, shout out to you guys, uh, s- such nice people, just pieces of bread. And I think the more us Canadians travel to the States, we'll see how similar Americans are to us. They're not that different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's just like here you have, uh, you know, Guido douchebags uh, here and you got nice people, you got, yeah. uh, uh, you know, arrogant people and you got polite people. So it's mm-hmm. really, I realized, um, unfortunately, you know, we all experience different things with different culture and it's very easy when you've maybe been, um, wrong done by, or you've been kind of hurt, uh, uh, by a certain culture, uh, and maybe it's happened a couple times. It's very easy and it's a slippery slope. You have to be careful as, as a human being not to paint everybody in that culture with, a, with, a, with the same brush, right? So for example, mm-hmm. even me, man, growing up, I'll say I was not a fan of, of Lithuanians. I felt I was kind of like this half blood, half Italian, half Lithuanian that uh, when I would play uh, basketball with a lot of Lithuanians, I didn't speak Lithuanian. So they kind of treated me like an outsider. Uh, so going to like tournaments and all that, I felt like a lot of the team was speaking one language and I didn't, and I right. felt out. And then with the Italians, I'm kind of blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> I don't really look typically mm-hmm. Italian. Um, and I, I speak broken, but I'm not very thing. And I, I kind of grew up, you know, uh, playing basketball, wearing, you know, Exco jeans and shaving my mm-hmm. head and kind of more hip hop basketball culture. But a lot of Italians are that kind of, you know, Guido, Gino, you know, without naming our high school, you know, kind of what I'm talking about. Right. So, um, 
I think it's it's very important. As I got older, I started to experience a lot of good things with a lot of Lithuanians and a lot of Italians. And I just realized, you know what? People are people. And it's, it's you got to be very careful taking uh, what I've what I call the survey of one just because you have a bad experience with one or two people in that culture. Yep. Obviously, it doesn't mean the whole culture is bad. But as humans, we it's it's very easy for us subconsciously to make that connection. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's an actually very, very interesting topic. Canada's always got this reputation of being a nation full of, you know, Ned Flanders types. Right. Just really super polite. Yeah. Um like the outside looking in kind of perspective, right? Remember that old, I think it was Molson Budweiser commercial, right? Like they, they always try to paint Canadians as docile, very passive, overly friendly, right? Yeah. So I, I guess this is something that maybe the world thought um, and and we certainly kind of thought and, and maybe not even just thought, but also yelled to everyone else saying, hey, we're we're this very inclusive, diverse culture, right? We're a mosaic. Um, but I guess you're, you're bang on. I don't think you can paint that that wide of a brush in any society in any country and say hey it's predominantly a a, a this is predominantly a racism discrimination free environment and when we talk about overt versus covert right i think i think maybe that's where there's a little bit of a divide so i think i think what came up last year which was interesting i don't know if you, rob if you heard the story of amy cooper the girl in central park uh i did not no okay so basically the 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 story there was uh, she was walking her dog, um, and I, or sorry, she was in a park and and she 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 ran into someone who was walking their dog um, where they weren't supposed to be, okay. and instead of just telling that person, I believed she called the cops oh, in that conversation. She got a white lady that was like getting mad at the black yes. guy for saying, "What an idiot she was." <laughs> yeah, I <heard> about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's you basically broke that down, bro. That's exactly what happened. She called the cops because she was scared. This was a black guy she was talking about, and so that kind of that really was that. Sorry, was that that in New York? That that was in New York. That was uh, that was in Central Park, and so she. I I think she was a kid. I think she was a Canadian student, I believe, or 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 or, or if not a student, she was she was a young lady. Um, but oh, extremely. I thought she was older. No, I'm pretty sure she was in her twenties at the at the at the latest. Okay. Um, but I I think that was maybe maybe a a point of shame for me, right? I think that's really there was there was a lot of conversation then about hey, are Canadians really you know really nice or you know are they are they are they racist behind the scenes, right? Like this idea of overt versus covert racism um i think that's what's begged yeah. the question because you to your point you know it it's there are going to be bad apples wherever you go right um but yeah. but I, yeah. I think the question that that I, that comes to me or what i think about is is are those bad apples here um maybe a little bit more discreet right do they maybe are they maybe openly saying the right things but when push comes to shove right and that that amy cooper example is perfect right where it her she felt threatened right and would and therefore would think something very racist or think something extremely prejudiced uh, towards another race, right? Yeah, yeah. And that idea of like I don't know if you've heard NIMBY, not in my backyard. Like it's fine, it's fine. I, I understand. I support the cause, but not when it affects me, right? And I think maybe that's that's yeah, the idea yeah. of 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 racism of, of racism in Canada that this these issues last year really shown on. And another one I would point out is um, this is something I, I was tracking with pretty recently. Uh, I, I don't know if you know Jessica Mulroney. So Ben 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 Mulroney's daughter, um, I think I believe okay. somebody tweeted uh, about her being white, uh, white privileged. Um, she she okay. I believe turned around <laughs> turned around to say, I think I think she turned around to say I'm friends with Meghan Markle. How can I be racist? Right, like that's a whole other story. But I think what was what was, yeah, what was yeah. also funny was she tweeted she tweeted back that she I think she was going to sue this girl, right? And so you okay. think about irony and you think about somebody with with power and influence suing somebody for outing them right so i think these two cases the amy cooper and the jessica mulroney case really shown that hey canadians um you know can ha- sometimes have a, a little bit of a of a of a a negative edge about them when it comes to these conversations right so that, that that's that's uh, uh those are two kind of uh incidences that really happened last year that uh, re- really really showed canada in a different light right but 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 kind of going back to um to white privilege for a second, and again, as being as being being Torontonians um, in Ontario in Canada, uh, I, I, I want to get your thought on on what you know as an Italian as as an Italian Lithuanian guy. What do you what do you think white actually means in Toronto? Is is my is my first question, and two, do you think do you think you're white? Like do you do you identify with being white? You know what? That's that's a great question. So, so I, I feel I don't want to speak for all kind of 
European, Caucasian, Canadian-born males. But for me, growing up, uh, and you're familiar with the term uh, manja cake, uh, when I think of, of white, I think of manja cake. Munch so cake. manja cake is kind of like, for those listeners who know, it's kind of like a Canadian-born kind of like, mm. you know, white, been here for 50 generations, um, you know, no real ties to kind of Europe. Right. You're just, you know, drinking beer and watching hockey. Generally, kind of generally they're kind oh. of, they're like mutts, right? They're, they're like, they're like a mix of Scottish, yeah. Irish, they, they, like that, that I think for me and like my take on it is that that's the difference between like a, like a wasp right here and, a, and like a munch. Yeah, yeah. Wasps may have a little bit more of a strong heritage connection to, you know, Scotland. Or, or England, right? And they kind yeah. of identify. Whereas, like, whereas, yeah. like a manja cake, I the way I always thought of it is like, hey, you're you're kind of you're like an amalgamous, you know, blob of ethnicities from the UK. You don't really identify it. You third, fourth generation, yeah. and 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 tell the tell the people, Rob, what what that actually translates to. What does manja cake actually mean? Uh, manja cake is is kind of breaking down into like manja manjare is like eat. And then cake is just like, you know, cake. So it's like somebody who kind of just eats <laughs> so cake and like, doesn't really eat food. any real good it's food. You know? so it's it's not, exactly. And as insults come, I think that's funny because that's not, you know, that's not really offensive, right? Like to say someone, someone's a magic cake, right? So like, so. so Yeah, like I, I'd say it sometimes that, you know, some of my friends that I, they know I'm coming from a good place and it's it's chirping each other, right? And they'll call me, you know, they'll call me a wop and go eat some more pasta. And, yeah. and I take it. I know it's out of love. You know, I know it's not out of a place of hatred. And this is back to, the whole thing of intent, yeah. right? Like I know, you know, if we're talking and, and you're joking with me and I have friends that do this, like, hey, you know, you wop, go eat some more chicken parmesan, right? And go watch soccer, right? Uh, for me, I know it's a place of love and it's just a way of chirping me and it's all thing. But if somebody tells me, he's like, oh, you know, you're you're, you're white or whatever, like it, it you can kind of tell the difference, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So for me, being if somebody says, oh, you know, he's a white guy, I don't really take offense to it. Um, just as like if I, I'd call one of my buddies, hey, you know, it's a black guy. It is what it is. We we it's an easy way to refer to people. Uh, not necessarily that it's that it's right, but I don't think I don't mean anything offensive by it. I know when people are talking me and calling me white, they don't mean anything offensive yeah. by it. But I think it comes down to um, again intent, right? So for me, if somebody is, is saying like white, it's it's a little bit kind of like almost grouping every white person together as one, just mm-hmm. like almost in a way saying brown is kind of doing you a disservice because there's a difference between Indian, Sri Lankan, uh, Pakistani, uh, all these different types of South Asians, right? So I think it's, it's. I try to, like I said, I have a pretty thick skin uh, being born in an Italian family, mostly of all boys. So I, I really, uh, not a lot offends me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I do try to be sensitive to, um, you know, other people's. But um, in, in terms of, of addressing your, back to your question, yeah, for me, the kind of when I heard the term white, it kind of is like, like minutely, minutely irks me. I, I've learned to kind of as I get older, kind of be like, oh, nobody means anything by it. It's not a big deal, right? It's just an easy way to refer to, like, you know, quickly refer to a guy. Oh, it's a white guy. He's a black guy. He's a brown mm-hmm. guy, right? Um, just as I'm sure, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably don't get offended if somebody says, oh, he's a brown guy, right? Yeah. But um, I do think thinking more about that actually recently, and, and since we're on the topic, it's it's almost a little bit of a disservice to, to everybody grouping, just calling somebody almost a Brown or somebody black mm. or somebody white. There's so many di- different part types of black. There's Guyanese, there's African, there's Somalian, there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And same with, with, with Brown and same with European or, or white is one quote. So I, I think um, for me, like I said, I used to get a little bit tiny irked by it because it's like, I feel like a lot of people maybe that don't know the different types of quote unquote white mm. or or Caucasian, uh, or European. Um, and I know a lot of Europeans, we like to differentiate ourselves from each other, right? It's hilarious how, 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 uh, you know, me and my cousins, uh, some of my cousins are, are part Portuguese and we'll chirp each other, even though Portuguese Italian culture is so similar. It's like, we love to hate on the fact that we're so similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's funny. And like looking, looking at it from my perspective, you know, when I, when I hear that word white, this is just, just me, maybe my upbringing in Toronto and because Toronto is such a melting pot and there's so many different races here, you know, whether they're first generation, second generation, it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's extremely uh, multicultural that when, when, when someone says white growing up for me, 
I wouldn't think Italian, I wouldn't associate Italian with white. I wouldn't probably associate maybe Greek or Portuguese or Spanish. So for me, it was a very specific okay. view, right? It, when I, when I pictured a white person, it was always, it, it maybe, maybe Northern European is probably the, the, the term to use here, right? Where you're, 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 when you're closer to kind of, you know, Italy, Spain, uh, Portugal, in my perspective, is like, hey, you're you're clo- you're not you're not really European. You're closer to kind of being Middle Eastern or Mediterranean. You're closer to me, right? And, and mm-hmm. just just by the way, you know, like you know, Italians and Portuguese and Spanish people, people from Spain rather, would would look, you know, a little bit more darker skin, olive skin, right? So for me, like white, whether or not it's in the Canadian sense or uh, just in the in, in the sense of the world, white for me denotes somebody who uh, is primarily Scandinavian or from the UK or from France, right? So it's a very specific delineation for me. Um, but like to your point, I, I, white privilege in Toronto, white privilege in Canada, uh, there are probably levels to it, right? Uh, at this kind of going back to your earlier point where um, you could potentially be discriminated for being a, a white Italian, because you're not, you know, a, you're not from a white Irish background, right? Or you're not, you know, I, I'm sure uh, you and I have been teased by manja cakes, you know, for for not being Canadian, and oh, then yeah. you can still spot the difference even within that that group, right? And so it kind of goes by. I do agree yeah. with what you're saying, like doing being, you know, saying anyone's white, black, yellow, brown, uh, you know, these are these are some very outdated descriptions of of races. It, it does it does a great disservice, right? And and the the flip side to that on uh, in India. Uh, absolutely the same phenomenon, right? Like India could be like Europe. You could have essentially, you know, 18 different countries in India, but they stay together as one nation state. But you'll know the the the, the region of Gujarat is different from the nation of uh, uh, the region of, of Punjab, which is different from the region of, of Tamil, Tamil Nadu. They're they're night and day, right? Yeah. So it, it's never it's never uh, um, uh, a good idea to kind of just label somebody one group everybody kind of into one it. into one sort of group but 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 again like the, you know we're we're this is a Canadian podcast you know we're a Toronto podcast the 90s were a different time the 90s were a different time in terms of my identity and kind of like who I am now um you yeah. know I saw myself and since we're talking about privilege and we're talking about discrimination and we're talking about racial identity I always saw. I was always a guy who always grew up knowing there, there's been historical tension in the world. Let's let's say between humans, um, between white people yeah. and black people, right? Like whether it was Canada, United States, Africa, Europe, like we've had the, these issues. I kind of saw myself in between, um, and 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 part of this is that you know I'm, I'm Indian, I'm South Asian. Um, we've had it bad, but maybe not that bad, right? We've been we've been enslaved, we've been colonized, but somehow we've kind of you know we've gotten to positions of privilege and, and power across the world, right? So I've always kind of felt that, um, and to my earlier point, I might have a little bit of a chip of chip on my shoulder for being a being a brown Indian guy because maybe we're, maybe our race is not our hardships are not getting the same attention that maybe black people were. But I um, I kind of saw my, saw my saw my race as being in between the struggle, and I think it's interesting because when I when I saw myself growing up, you know, I had, I had white friends, I had black friends, but I was in between because while I, I look like I'm probably closer to, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a brown guy, you know how I look, but um, I, you know, I could, I'm, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a few shades away from being black, right? Let's, let's be honest, right? Um, but this idea that I kind of grew up white on the inside, right? You've probably heard the term, this guy's a coconut, right? Like in, in the back. Yeah, yeah. And so this is the idea that, hey, like I grew up around white people. I grew up in, in very predominantly white schools all my life up until university. And so the idea was that, hey, I didn't really fit in with, you know, white people who were white because I'm, I'm just this brown kid. But with brown people, you know, when I did sort of interact with them, let's say in university, this idea of like, hey, this guy's really whitewashed. This guy is, you know, almost like has embraced none of his roots, right? Is, is almost a, um, a guy who's white on the inside. But it's this, it's this mm-hmm. parallel of where I saw myself in that struggle between sort of black people and, and white people, um, you know, it, it, in, in the middle, brown people being in the middle, right? Not as good, but not as not as horrible as the struggles that, you know, black people have had. Um, and then I kind of saw myself in Toronto as in, be, in being in between both camps. And it's it's extremely funny because, you know, you and I are the same. And I think, you know, we, we both feel that we both are, are um, heavily influenced by Let's call uh, let's call it black culture, right? Like basketball, uh, hip hop, you know. We're like and being being cool was 
more or less trying to be black, right? Like I spent all my life trying to be like, you know, a hip a, a rapper um, or a basketball player. Um, and on the other side, going to, going to these really, really white schools. And you and I went to the same high school where um, I was being, yeah. I was almost acting white, like, you know, just, you know, in, in that sort of sphere. So kind of, and also, and also maybe being a coconut and, and talking white, right. And not really being in touch with my roots. So yeah. it kind of being in between these, these two um, realms, right. Of, of the culture of black people, Right, but the status of white people, and I think that's just been my sort of parallel. And and when I look at it today, um, you know, I, I still think again going back to the the, the idea of privilege. I, I still don't. I still think now that brown people don't have it as bad. Right, it's something that we've found our stat. We found some status. We found some privilege. We've had our hardships, but but growing up, it's uh, you know kind of saw it in a very different perspective. Yeah, I, I think it's it's. Um... It's a really interesting one to hear uh, the other side of it because I think we have kind of we're almost me and you two opposite sides of the same coin because me for example growing up I, I felt like um, you know and I, I know my brother felt like this too like it was cool man to listen to hip hop it was cool to be black like um, you know I grew up in the in the era of like Jordan and Vince Carter and like you know Blade on TV and like. It was just cool, man. And I remember myself very growing up in, in a in a falling in love with basketball from a young age. I remember uh, it's so funny when you think about back to sometimes little micro thoughts you have growing up. And I remember thinking back to you know what I I can never be as good as a black person at basketball because I'm I'm white or because I have a long last name. And oh, you look at people in the NBA, they have short last names. And oh, I have a really long last name. So they'd never be able to put it on the jersey. I remember them specifically thinking that. Like like when I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. such like limiting beliefs. Yeah. Now you look, you have like Bogdanovich, you have freaking uh Bogdanovich, every you know, you got all kinds of names and cultures in the NBA, which mm-hmm. which is awesome, right? But it's funny how growing up you're you're so influenced by your surroundings and pop culture. And um, it, it shapes who you are uh, growing up, right? Obviously, as you get older, you become more self-aware, more comfortable with your culture. I became a lot more, um, mm. you know, proud to be, you know, a, a, a second generation of, of, of European uh, immigrants. Yeah. And I kind of embraced that, right? While at the same time, embracing the fact that I grew up um, around so many different cultures, grew up in in Toronto, such a multicultural city. And it kind of, uh, makes us, I feel like this hybrid of like the old school, uh, old traditions from, from, from our family, but also, uh, new traditions that we're starting ourselves as, as, as Canadian first, second generation Canadians, you know, I'm, I'm still laughing at you not wanting to rock Rutigliano on your Jersey. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, it, Dude, it, it was a real the, thought. Dude, yeah. I, I agree. The nineties, the nineties were a different time, right? It's, uh, it's just, the reality is that we weren't as let's, let's say woke, right? Like as, as we, as we are now. Um, and it's, it's just like simple things. I think about now this idea of let's have our kids eat like good, good meals, right? Let, let's, let's not have them eat junk kind of growing up. Right. And, and this idea, and I'm linking, and it, this sounds like I'm going on a tangent, but I'm linking it back to, 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 um, you know, sort of, sort of racial disparity, uh, this idea of like eating healthy at lunch. And so my mom used to pack me, um, sometimes roti. Which is, you know, for the folks who, uh, if we've got Toronto listeners, they'll have no problem knowing what that is. But uh, for those that don't, uh, it's kind of an Indian flatbread. Um, and so my mom would make that on the weekend and she would stuff that, you know, with potatoes or another filling and like r- wrap it into a nice roll and, and give it to me for lunch. And so when you think about it, it's fresh made, right? Made with love, yeah, um, yeah. healthy AF. What, what did I do? I opened my lunch. I look around. I see people eating Dempsters or Wonder Bread. Right. And that was kind of the, yeah. that was the lunch to have. I was embarrassed, dude. I was embarrassed to eat my roti with, yeah. with, with potatoes. Right. Yeah. And you think about now where, yeah. you know, that the emphasis is on, is on, let's not eat, you know, foods with, um, uh, you know, preservatives, let's eat natural foods. Right. That's something like that would dude, be embraced. Indian food is like some of the most sought after food now in Toronto. Yeah. Like some of the, the most successful restaurants uh, are Indian. Personally, my favorite food, man, is, is Indian South Asian food. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up having, all kinds of, of Italian food. And it's funny because you say that about, about your lunch. Cause I, I went through the same thing with honestly, like with lasagna and pasta. And even my mother, I remember used to make me these like fresh fruit snacks. And I used to be begging mm. people to like trade me for fruit roll up. Roll up. And right. nobody, nobody would want to trade me for fruit <laughs> roll up. I would just, I'd get the healthy, 
healthy bullshit snacks from like Costco or that were See, you're, you're, you're were parents, your parents were just started. ahead of their time. That's that's what it is, right? We're, versus yeah. you look at you look at like a lot of our our friends and the millennial population now having kids and like that's exclusively how they're they're feeding them, right? It's it's hey ethnic food. If yeah. you're from you know an ethnic family, it's like hey embrace that and and, and and enjoy the you know the 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 healthy ingredients, right? But but yeah, this idea of me growing up in Toronto in the '90s, the very being extremely embarrassed to be who I was, right? And um, obviously, yeah. well, as you get older, you you start to embrace that. But I also think the climate of of where of where of where we live in now, it's a different time. You're 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 able to kind of wear that more proudly. People are, you know, I'm sure nobody would have, you know, hit me on the head for 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 bringing a lunch like that. But I would get maybe a little questionable questionable look, right? Yeah. Or you get you feel like you're getting yeah. judged. Versus it's not that time anymore, right? It's uh um it's yeah. definitely where it's definitely a climate where people are embracing other people's roots and backgrounds. So it's a good thing. But but bringing it back to the you know when when the time when we grew up, we grew up even growing up in Toronto and at that time probably the it's still the most you know multicultural city in the world. Um it it, it was it was different. The way way cultures were were kind of welcomed. But, you know, brother, there's there's plenty of good things about growing up in Toronto, then growing up in Toronto, even now, despite the fact that we have a lot of work to do just in the world when it comes to bridging that gap in inequality and, you know, wiping out racism. Yeah. Uh, Toronto uh, has and continues to be an amazing place to grow up. The cultures that you're exposed to, the food that we did and do eat. Um, Rob, you know this, like, it's just, it's been a, it's been a phenomenal experience and it's a privilege. I would say the privilege, there is a privilege here, the privilege for us growing up in, in this climate versus growing up in any North American city. Oh, absolutely. I, I think especially growing up, I mean, I think, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I speak for you, but growing up, especially, uh, watching a lot of American content on TV, listening to a lot of American artists, uh, being from Canada, even just talking to friends in the States and even the few times when I was young going to the States, I, I almost felt I had to shy away from the fact you're Canadian. I almost felt, uh, as silly as it sounded, like a bit embarrassed to say I was Canadian. But, you know, thanks to a lot of, honestly, like like over the past five, 10 years, a lot of can amazing Canadian athletes, Canadian actors, Canadian musicians, um, kind of putting the spotlight more on Canada, especially Toronto, um, I know we both love Drake. You know, there's people out there that hate on him. You can say what you want, but you know oh, what? Yeah. He always bigs up Toronto. He always reps Toronto. And and I think Drake kind of, you could almost argue single-handedly, um, made it kind of cool to be from Toronto. Yeah. Uh, nobody started with saying the six. Nobody was saying like, you know, um, you know, six God and, 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 and big upping Toronto as much as, as um as drake started to, to to rise to fame right so um overall like i i'm so proud now looking back with the last kind of you know five ten years of of growing into yourself and becoming comfortable with yourself and and uh where you're from i i'm so proud to be from here man uh there's not i i've traveled quite a bit uh, i know you probably have as well uh, there's not another place on the world uh, i i'd honestly rather live um the states is great but i i just think uh, we're better I want to just remind our listeners that there will never be any bad thing said about Drake, aka the Six God, on this podcast. That is that is a guarantee, <laughs> my friend. Uh, Vaughn Vaughn Road and Eglinton represent um, Drake's. Drake's put it down. Drake's put it down for Toronto. I, I think we, we we probably need a separate separate podcast just on on Drizzy and and I honestly uh, I think we think we do. I, Jersey and Bieber, because you know I'm a. Yeah, I know you're a Jay Biebs fan, and and I think the I think the hope of this podcast is to one day get Drizzy or Biebs on this on this podcast. That's what we're gonna work to, brother. Um, Dude, that's the end goal. So that's probably it for us this week on Prosciutto Masala. Hope you enjoyed our first episode. Uh, check our channel, subscribe, email us at prosciuttomasala gmail.com if you have any feedback, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you everybody uh, for listening. <laughs>